every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Thank you so much for tuning into this virtual community where we're all going to journey together in learning, growing, and discovering new facets of ourselves. This is Everyday Weird with myself, Nikki Alonga. I'm so, so grateful you're here. And if this episode brings to you any laughter, any value, or something to reflect on, feel free to share with your friends, with your family, with your crush, with your colleagues, and let's grow together as a community. If you have any topics that you would like myself and the guests to cover in the future, please slide in the DMs on our Instagram page, Everyday Weird, and I will be sure to find the time and place to put it into the upcoming episodes. Now let's get into this episode. Hi guys, uh, welcome to Everyday Weird uh, with Nikki. Alonga, and um, this is just an extension of the podcast. So as some of you guys know or some of you don't, I usually have a podcast that is on all different channels, wherever you listen to your podcast. And um, we decided that why don't we try a video and let's see how it goes. Maybe I will be an influencer. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to be saying, welcome to my channel, you know, uh, I used to, to feel a certain way about that. Now I guess I can't. Um, but yeah, so welcome to my channel. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Weird. This is going to also be available on the podcast as an audio. Um, and today I'm just introducing this new thing that I'm attempting again, uh, which is very, very strange for me. But you know what? New things are always great. great. So um, yeah. Um, and welcome to my home, by the way. This is my home. I'm very, very, very proud of it. Um, 2021 has been an amazing year so far, at least for me, to say the least. Um, somewhere, somehow, the uh, pandemic came up with opportunities, opportunities to learn about myself, opportunities to, to find new, op new learning opportunities, new job opportunities, new ways to explore life, and new ways to be actually very happy about my life. So um, I'm very grateful to have moved. Uh, I've been here for two weeks, and I have a wonderful um, housemate, and I can't wait for us to actually have an episode about young women moving out of their parents' home before they get married here in Rwanda. Um, but yeah, so we, 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 we fought the fights. I was living by myself before, and then um, just in order to be able to afford an upgrade, to afford a, a better neighborhood, a better house, um, I, I, I was grateful to have met my housemate and she was up for it and I was up for it and we decided, you know what, let's do it. So we've been here for roughly two weeks, um, still enjoying the space, still 
uh, feeling very mesmerized about how we actually were able to get such a space. So I'm very grateful and um, I'm going to be able to talk about things, especially uh, the young Rwandans, um, how can we upgrade our lives internally but also externally in a healthy way? How can we have better friendships? How can we have, how can we love ourselves more? Um, how can we talk about taboo subjects that we don't usually talk about? How do we, how do we live fuller lives, yeah? How do we live lives that are better? How do we have deeper conversations? How do we ask better questions to our friends? There's somebody who said, if you ask boring questions, everyone around you will be boring. But it's your fault because you're, asking, you're the one asking boring questions. So if we learn to have better conversations, then we'll have better, more interesting friendships, more exciting friendships, more exciting relationships, ETC, ETC, ETC. So once again, this is Everyday Weird, and I'm so excited. I'm, I'm just grateful uh, to be able to share my home with you, to share my nuggets of wisdom with you. This is now video, which is very weird. But, you know, um, I guess like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, and also, of course, a big shout out to my brother who's always producing these things and, and pushing me to new heights. Um, so if you like and sub subscribe, you will be paying for um, our uh, life improvement, actually. Anyway, um, today I'm going to come back to a topic that I've already talked about before, which is... Um, how we relate to one another. Um, and this is something, I don't know why I'm so passionate about uh, mental health. I'm so passionate about mental health. I'm so super passionate about the way our brain function and the way we relate to other people. So one of the podcasts that were super successful um, had several listeners from all over the world, actually even like, was it Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan? It was a weird country. And it got there, so uh, I just decided for this new launch of the YouTube channel to come back to it. And this is nothing other than the attachment styles. So this is what we're going to talk about, how it affects us, how it affects our lives, our relationships, our friendships, our workspaces, everything. And hopefully towards the end, how do we move to a better space with our attachment styles? Yeah. Attachment styles is something that psychologists are now becoming more free to talk about as a new way that people are relating to each other. So according to um, scientists or psychologists, therapists, whatever we want to call them, we have four attachment styles. And depending on the editing that my brother is going to be doing, maybe they'll be like showing somewhere, but they might not, So, but we will move towards that in the future. But we have four attachment styles, and what are attachment styles? Attachment styles is almost like a story that we tell ourselves to relate to other people. It's an internal story, it sometimes it's a very subconscious story that we've told ourselves that 
is actually the main leader as to how we relate to other people. And this is, is rooted, is deeply rooted in um, the way we related to the first people we related to, which is our father and mothers, uh, mostly mothers because they're the ones we're closer, the closest to. So yes, four attachments are the one that I am hoping to walk towards and to, you know, I guess I get there. Sorry about the mixing of the languages, but I'm Rwandan proudly for those who are not Rwandan and listening. Um, we have four attachments. The first one is the secure attachment style. The secure attachment style is the, the best, the best attachment style. Those are the healthy people that we look at and we're like, when I grow up, can I be like you? Please, I beg. And these are people who, as children, first of all, as adults, these are people who have a very healthy self-story. A narrative that they have about themselves in their heads is very healthy, is very loving, is very gracious and grateful. No, it's people who have a healthy self-view, a healthy... Uh, image of self and how they relate to others. They, they are hopeful that when they interact with other people, they will be received, they will be welcomed, and they will be loved. These are people who, um, when, when they come to you, into your life, they're not worried about losing you. They're not worried about offending you. They're mostly worried about being their authentic selves, and they're also mostly worried about whether you actually are forming an authentic connection. So these people then, the securely attached people, when they were children, or the, the kind of environment that they grew up in looks like this. So attachment styles, if I haven't said it already, is uh, some scientists say that it's set between zero to uh, about three years. So this is where you set this kind of mental story, which is very important to parents who are listening. Make sure that you are talking to your child positively, that you are interacting with your child in a healthy way. Do that. Let me tell you, pamper your child. Tell them they are beautiful. Tell them they are strong. Tell them they are smart. Compliment them. Because life is going to be doing a very good job at, at breaking their hearts. If you want to like break them, their hearts before, Life breaks their hearts. What are you doing? What kind of parents? Like some parents, what are we doing? You know? I was going to say some things, but let me just like remember that this is a YouTube channel. It's no longer my podcast. Now you can see my face. <laughs> it's very hard. So anyway, so these are children. When they cried, they were responded to. Remember that children, the only language that they have, especially up to three years, is only crying. It's only noise, noise. For them, noise is language. So when they're crying, they're not necessary. Sometimes they're not upset. Sometimes they're just trying to communicate something. And when they communicate and they are responded to, it means they will grow up as adults who believe that when I'm communicating, I will be responded to. When I need something, 
I will have a healthy story that tells me, ask for what you need. So these are uh, people who called for their parents and their parents responded in a timely manner and in a consistent manner. So some people, today, the parents is going to respond tomorrow. They're not today, tomorrow, to, you know, this on and off. But these are children who were lucky enough to have people who were consistent in their lives, who were present in their lives, who made sure that they were spending quality uninterrupted time with them. You know, by the way, a child only needs, you know, I don't know, an hour, an hour of undivided attention with you. Um, and then some, some nuggets of time where you share love and affection and, and kind words. So for parents who are out there, let's make sure that we learn ways to create secure children. Children who um, will, not be attend will not be validation seekers because you validated them in the first place. You've told them what they're good at. You've but you know, these things of, you know, I can't tell them they're cute because I don't want them. So basically I will tell them they're ugly. Those are very unhealthy, unhealthy behaviors. Psychopathic behaviors almost. So yeah, so you know, you, you have these children who are secure because they know dad and mom matter to me and I matter to them. So what happens is they go out in the world, they attempt more things. They try new things. They are curious because they know they are safe. So those are the people we want to become. Now let's go to the other people who are insecurely attached. So we have, um, unfortunately, people who are insecurely, insecurely attached. Sorry about the English because it's not my first language. It's my fourth language. So. Um, the type of people who are insecurely, atta insecurely attached, we have three of them. As you remember, there's four attachment styles. Insecurely attached people are people who were raised with people who did not have time to raise children. That's just it. Or maybe they had time, but the circumstances of life were harsh. You know, as Rwandans, we, we are either children of refugees or we were you know, survivors or, you know, children of perpetrators or, you know, there's a large story around who we are that made us the children that we are today, which are, is mostly not securely attached people. Mm. And it's okay. It's not, it's not to say that we are bad people. It's just to say that the way we relate to other people must evolve and change to be healthier. So person number one is anxiously attached people, which is me. Welcome to my world of anxiously attached. Anxiously attached people were raised by um, parents who were busy. Or not necessarily busy, but parents who were inconsistent with their presence. Inconsistency is when if I cry today, maybe I will be held, maybe I will not, maybe I will be held, maybe I will, maybe I will get what I need, maybe I will not. So it's very like, I don't know where I stand. Um, maybe because the parent is busy, maybe because the parent is, uh, is running, you know, it's the middle of the, the war, it's the middle of 
running for your life and you don't get those needs. It's not to blame our parents, it's just to realize the source of where these things have come from, yeah? So if there was this on and off, sometimes, sometimes, this creates an instability in a child and their response can be anxiety. Anxiety to, to, to wonder, you know? And, um, and what, it, what happens is a, ch a child starts learning their parents. Some scientists or therapists have said that there's children who become very attuned, very sensitive to how the, the child, how the parent is walking to their room. Let's say they're in a crib and they listen to the footstep. And then they get to start learning that when the footsteps are a certain way, the parent comes, or when the footsteps are a certain way, they don't come. And, and this should never happen, that a baby has to learn their parent. It should be the other way around. But you know, we live in an imperfect world, right? So what happens is that um, they, they start being very sensitive, sensitive to change, sensitive to distance, because they are not certain that distance, that, that presence is guaranteed, you know? And such children, because, and one of the things that is actually very interesting that I heard that they do is they also kind of manipulate their crying. When I cry like this, my parent comes. When I cry like this, my parent doesn't come. And, 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 and that's very sad, but that's also a characteristic of an anxiously attached child. So when they grow up, it keeps, it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Uh, they, they are the kind of people who notice that you change your haircut, notice a new, a very slight change uh, in your life. Um, they notice, they, they especially now notice your mood. You know those people who are always asking you, you look sad, you look upset, you look, they're not necessarily asking you, they're mostly worried that you're distancing from them. So if you are listening to this, maybe one way you can change conversations with your friends is to say, no, I'm not, I'm here, I'm fine, I'm with you. Because they are very sensitive in distancing, in, in, in noticing someone who's distancing. And it, it might be true that this person is distancing. It might be not true because it's just traumas and triggers in their heads, right? So these are the type of people who, if you don't text them right away, they will be upset. If you are that person, dating is going to be very interesting for you, honey. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club, yeah? So, you know, they didn't text me today, or they texted me late, or this. So these are responses to distancing. Your core story is that it's not that this person was too busy to text you, because people have full lives. It's actually, you're like, if they didn't text me on time, that means they're leaving. That's your baby child, your child self, that's telling you another story, a, a trauma story. And we don't even know, because all of this is happening very subconsciously, yeah? So that's the uh, anxious person. Another thing that an anxious person does is that they manipulate stories to get a reaction. Because as babies, they had to cry louder, to cry in a different way, to get held. So as adults, it's just a mild headache. But they don't feel like they will be believed if they tell you the story as it is. So they either exaggerate the story 
or underestimate the story. And it's very sad because you will, it's very hard to get them to tell a story as it is because in their heads, it's going differently. And such people also have something that is called the fear of abandonment. They are so scared of you leaving that they will do anything to cling to you. You know, those panic attacks. It's a real thing, by the way, to, to panic. And you, you panic so much that you get sick. It's actually a thing that if we were empathetic enough, we could have realized that this is just a person who's anxious and it's making them react in a very bad way. And that's and physically even getting sick. It's a panic attack. They just probably, especially in high school, needed someone to take them through breathing exercises to tell them kind words. But what we did, because we knew less, was to make fun of them, and that's very sad. Um, so anyway, um, if that's you, this is one of the most painful and dreadful. Um, dating, uh, especially for dating for intimate relationships, but it also comes in friendships. We leave friends very fast. We, we just are not very stable to be with because we have very high expectations of people because the higher the expectation, um, we will just tell ourselves the story that they will disappoint us and we will be safe. So that's the anxious and maybe next time we will talk about how to date as an anxious person or how to be dated as an anxious person. Number two, number two of the insecurely attached people. So we have three types of people who are insecurely attached and the one hero that's securely attached, please clap for yourselves. Um, so the number two is the avoidant. The avoidant person is mostly insecurely attached. So the avoidant person has the same person as has the same type of parent as the anxiously attached parent, right? It's the it's the same type of parent. Sometimes they are there, sometimes they are not. Yeah? It's it's this dance of like I don't know, I'm not sure. I don't know, I'm not sure. What the avoidant person does is block emotions. They say. I'm going to be independent. I'm not going to need you. I'm just going to shut you out. Like, bye. So they become very hyper-independent. Um, they become very closed off to emotions, very closed off to intimacy. If you get close to them, they will run away. If you get close to them, they will run away. Because they, their core fear is, if I rely to your affection too much, I will die or I will lose myself. By the way, it is proven that children who are not held as babies often actually die for real, like not metaphorically, they actually pass away um, because it's that important, that need for attention and affection and being held is that vital. And we keep that need as adults. So some babies decide, I do not want to put myself in this vulnerability to need you. And then in Rwanda, you know, you know, we, we try to be cool about it. And avoidant people are the kind of people that, you know, they are known as the mysterious ones, you know. And, and the funny thing is they are very good at attracting the anxious people. I will talk about eventually how in dating these cycles attract each other, these type of people attract each other, but the characteristics of an avoidant, again, I'm not an avoidant person, so I will not know um, 
in depth how they are. I'm anxious, I have a mixture of both, but um, avoidant people tend to not want to rely on anybody else for help. So they shut down emotional needs, they shut down, they're very good at compartmentalizing problems. You know, they, they teach themselves to not care, to not, to forget or to ignore, to busy themselves at work, to, to not connect. They are always distracting you with jokes. They are distracting you with other things, you know, but do not, um, do not, I guess, focus on them or focus on the issue at hand because the, the, the vulnerability to them is very scary, is very terrifying, just like anxious people, but then they react differently, right? Um, my housemate and I were talking and we realized that I was anxious, obviously, thank, you know, um, and she's avoidant. Um, so it's very interesting to, when we talk about our friendships or relationships, it's very interesting to see how she would react in the same scenario. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, why me? I'm not reacting like that. So um, another thing also is that um, avoidant people, um, of course, they seek this closeness, this intimacy, but they're so scared of it that they will run away from it. So when you start getting close, you know those people you start texting in the first couple of days and it's very exciting and they're very good at texting you back? And then eventually they just ghost you. They're like, it, it becomes too much for them. It becomes um, overwhelming. Um, so then, yeah, so I'm not very good at avoidance, but there are resources out there. If you feel like some of the things I said relate more to you, uh, just do your homework, you know, go read a book, listen to a podcast, because the goal is for us to go to secure. Um, because some people think avoidant people are cool because they have no emotions, but they do. They just stuff them down. And that's not healthy, especially when they're out here, obviously getting married to people, giving birth to children. And if they haven't done the work to become secure, these children are also not going to have a secure attachment style. So it's very important to all of us to actually do the homework we need to do to move to secure. The last one, the last one I was saying is the um, disorganized attachment style. The disorganized attachment style or preoccupied attachment style. Again, do your own homework because I'm not a psychologist. I did do a six month training on counseling and therapy, but I did not formally study this in school. I just did this six month thing that you know was an eye opener to all these different issues. So the disorganized attachment style is also known as the fearful attachment style. And this one is the sadder one. It's almost like, on top of being inconsistent, weird, not present, not very active, on top of those things, this parent is also choosing to be violent. So the parent is also choosing to be violent, either physically violent or, or you know, yelling, all these different things. So the home is actually very unstable, very, very unstable. And what happens to children who are raised in these places is that the source of violence and the source of care is the same. Excuse me. So the source of violence and the source of care is the same. The person you, you see what that confusion creates. Uh, the person who um, 
is uh, so these are homes where the parents are either you know addicted to some things or drugs or alcohol whatever it is or just pure weird psychopathic people and so the child will grow up connecting violence and love and that's very very dangerous they will want closeness but also actively fight it actively disorganize it you know these are people that you know sometimes you you hear stories your friends are telling you some stuff and you're like oh my god that's very toxic i don't know if they're necessarily toxic um the, the toxicity we define as toxicity is the is is what is going on to an, a disorganized person but what's happening is that they tend to be very violent. They tend to be very diminishing of your self-esteem, very gaslighting. You know, they mix love and violence at the same time. They want your love, but they also want to push it away, and then they want it, and they push it away, and then... And then so you, you will not know where you stand in this person's life. And... Uh, one of the things I tell my ladies and hopefully my gents as well, if you're listening, look, you are not Jesus Christ. You are not Buddha. If you see people who are beyond your ability to, to stay, be it in friendships, who are beyond your ability to, to be present, to be whole, listen, walk away. Honestly, walk away. Yeah? Heaven or whatever else rewards you're looking for will not disappear because you have chosen yourself. Walk away from people who, um, who are not making you feel secure. As much as some people have uh, created this disorganized or insecure attachment style from childhood, some other people actually who are secure can lose their security or secure attachment from unhealthy friendships and unhealthy intimate relationships. So you want to learn as you move to secure. Some of the tips are to do positive self-talk. And as I'm concluding, as you probably can see, um, some of the ways to heal, to move from insecurely attached to securely attached is positive self-talk. Talk to yourself as you would have talked to this child. Some, you know, you are smart. You, I'm smart. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing this. Rwandans, we are, we hate positive self-talk because So try to want in, within yourself to move from from insecure to secure. Because insecure people, first of all, we have a very low self-esteem. We have a very small voice, not physically small, but mentally. You don't assert yourself. You don't put boundaries in place. You don't tell people that you are upset or that you don't like something. You over-sacrifice yourself. Look, again, you are not the Buddha. You are not Jesus Christ. You want to choose yourself because the more you choose yourself, the more you are showing up as a healthy person. So positive self-talk, read books, read, um, read, listen to lyrics that are positive. Um, what else? Hang out with securely attached people. How do you find them? I have no idea if you find them, holler at me. But 
hang out with people that make you feel good don't go if your heart is telling you to not go don't go go to places that make you feel good at least you deserve that if you have friends that don't make you feel good cut them off you know choose yourself actively choose yourself every single day and that's one way that you will move to being securely attached another thing is don't date shenanigans if someone mm, is is not text is not doing the right thing listen walk away like mm? walk away walk away from things that are not working for you walk away from things that are not serving your soul serving your heart you know uh, there are things that you're you're doing for survival which jobs this and this but in your friendship in your social and emotional life you have the power to choose you have the power to say this works for me you have the power to say this does not work for me and this is one way to listen to your own voice and say you know now go mbikunze now go mjishimie and then you walk away it's very it's very hard it's simple to say this but i'm also learning um i'm learning to choose myself every single day i'm learning to love myself every single day and um and i hope you will join on this journey if that was you feel free to comment below <laughs> i'm doing or to like tag share this with a friend you know and and let's become let's become healthier randans on this planet yeah and uh hugs to everybody thank you so much for listening a special thanks to origami for recording this episode and also for creating this jingle If you like this episode feel free to follow us on Instagram at @everydayweird and also don't forget to like this episode and share with all your friends. Thank you. <laughs>